Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What's going down? Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of What's Going Down, here, wherever you get your podcasts, are free of ads on Patreon. My name is Kenny, and I'm joined as always by Mr. Finley Martin. Finn, how are you today, this fine Tuesday? Kenny, yeah, I'm alright, yeah, we're back in 2023, the last time we recorded, we were in 2003, weren't we? That was we yesterday. Were. <laughs> we were, we were, we were watching Judgment Day uh, 2003, which was an experience. I think you'll agree. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, going back in time, and um, you know, definitely uh, prefer twenty twenty three, Kenny. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely compared to Judgment Day two thousand three. I'm, I'm gl- glad we're where we are. But yes. you know, last week we pre-recorded um, our podcast so that we could, um, yeah, you know, we had stuff on, um, and I did say, you know, something might happen. And of course, it did. And I would be remiss for us to not mention it here on the podcast. So you will probably roll your eyes, Finn. But we, CM Punk is in the news. Uh, yeah, he's always in the news. Um, last Wednesday, the new AEW Collision show was announced, but it was announced without CM Punk. Without him. But then the plot thickens because later that night, Tony Khan announced all of... He announced the second through to seventh week of locations and said that the first week will not be announced until uh, this Wednesday's episode. It comes at 
And it comes to pass that the information that's out there from reports and PW Insider and uh, Nick Hausman and various other people are that uh, A Steel had been rehired months ago. He was going to be on the road with Punk on Collision. And something happened where A Steel was told he is not going to be on the road. So I don't really know what he is employed to do if he's not going to be on the road. And Punk... <laughs> Um, I mean, maybe he's working remotely, Kenny, like everyone else. Yeah, maybe, maybe he is. Maybe he's just, just... I'm probably about as productive as everyone else is. <laughs> but um, so it's a weird story because it seemed because apparently everything was ready to go. Um, Punk's fa- apparently he was going to be announced at those upfronts. There was a there was a poster with Punk's face on it, um, and it seems like a real breakdown of communication yet again has happened. And we're at this point now, as we sit and record this on Tuesday, that you know CM Punk is still in play, but I don't know how you know we don't know how they're going to fix it because we don't know what the problem is. And the announcement of this new show has kind of turned into a mess. What do you make of the whole story? Yeah, I mean, what all I can say, Kenny, is when I wrote the CM Punk story for the issue of Inside Ropes magazine, which goes on sale this Thursday, by the way. And I did a thing on CM Punk in From the Top. And everyone was saying it's a done deal. He's returning June 17th, Chicago. Take it to the bank. It's confirmed, blah, blah, blah. Right? I've been doing this long enough to know that things can change. And I'm so pleased that I wrote that article, or not Pete, not the article, the news item, extended news item, in the manner that I did, Kenny, because I I wouldn't say that I was fearful that something like this could happen, but it was always it was just at the back of my mind. That's like, well, you know, things went very badly wrong last year, and they could go wrong again this year in the process of trying to reconcile. I mean, remember what happened in March, Kenny, with that Instagram post that CM Punk put out there in which he knocked Chris Jericho and made some comments that I'm sure Tony Khan would have preferred that he hadn't, and then he deleted the post, and it was clear there was, you know, it was unresolved differences at that point, and then the post mysteriously disappeared, um, probably because someone said to Punk, hold on, you know, if you want to go back, just pull up, remove it now, you know, retain it, take it as a sign of good faith that you want to reconcile you're willing to compromise to some degree and you're and you you are eager to make this relationship work again and here we are right after the uh, or just before the announcement of the collision tv show it falls apart again so i'm sure there's some conspiracy theories out there saying oh it's all a work it's all designed to you know pump up interest in collision well i think it's having the opposite effect isn't it i know they're having difficulty selling tickets um, there's no, people, there's no. I mean, there's no way anyone with a brain can think this is a work because why would you? There's there would be no even if there would be no reason to sabotage your own announcement. Exactly, but I mean, you know, this is how this is the way it works, isn't it? And um, you know, lots of people in who follow pro wrestling think everything's a work. <laughs> so I just, I just think it's, I think it's, it's. I mean, I guess it's not surprising. Because if you look at his track record, it, we shouldn't be surprised that we've reached this point where it's fallen apart again. Um, and really, Tony Khan should have had the agreement in place. He should have had everything resolved. 
before he reached this point. That should have been his priority. But the problem is, as we know, Kenny, and as we've talked about previously, he's got so much on his plate right now. He probably hasn't had sufficient time to meet with Punk and to, you know, massage his ego, because that's what it all boils down to here, um, and just tell him what he wants to hear and let him know that he's the number one guy in the company and the red carpet's going to be rolled out. And, yeah, he's going to have, you know, all the perks and, you know, everything in his dressing room and all his friends will be there and there'll be no problems. And it just feels like, you know, not enough attention has been paid to CM Punk and he's maybe feeling slighted. I don't know. It's well because it's to, not to me, it's like... when you, when you look at his track record, it's not that surprising that we're at this point. We that that it's you know kind of gone you know cold again. I mean, I think it can still be saved. Yeah. But I mean... Also, I think I think it's worth pointing out that like you know, there's various instances where we have talked about in this podcast where CM Punk has been at fault of things that he has done, the press conference, etc. But if if he was told that. A Steel has been rehired, and and he had been months ago, and this was a kind of a you know something to comfort him to make him comfortable come back to work, and all of a sudden that's now not on the table. I mean, I I, I think I'd be pretty upset about that. I don't think I don't think that would make me want to come back to work under that scenario. So I just I I can't understand why at the last minute this would happen. I, I get the vibe that you know Tony can't. This is not what Tony Khan wants to be happening, but I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's a mess. And then if if, yeah. if Punk doesn't come back, I mean, who's going to watch that Saturday night show? Well, exactly. They were in the press release, oh, featuring headliners, Powerhouse Hobbs. He's he's just lost the TNT title, featuring headliners, Thunder Rosa. She hasn't wrestled since was it November, October? Many many months. I think actually earlier than that. And yeah, the lineup is not exactly blockbuster. Um, you know, we've talked about this. You know, okay, AEW has got a lot of talent, but it's got hasn't actually got that many big stars. So if you divide the rosters in half, it's like how it was in WWE back in 2002, 2003, when we were reviewing Judgment Day and all the things we're going to be reviewing in future when they're doing single brand pay-per-views. WWE had insufficient talent to do it properly. And it became very problematic in 2004. Um, but I mean, you know, this whole ASTL, you're right. I mean, if if there's been, if someone's moved the goalposts without telling Punk, he's probably feeling like, can I trust these people? What else is going to change? You know, and that that is the whole problem. It's a matter of trust here. So to me, if Tony Khan really is the boss, then to me, he's got the power in the time it takes us, in less, in, in, in the time it's going to take us, you know, to record this podcast, Kenny, to speak to Ace Steel, to speak to CM Punk, to offer your know, cast iron assurances that Ace Steel will be going on the road with Punk and that nothing like this will happen again. And it's been a, you know, breakdown in communication, you know, an oversight, whatever, just make anything up, but just whatever. You say to him at the end, you've just got to be straight with him and say, yes, this guy who you want, the ro- want on the road with you will be part of Collision. You know, there's going to be no changes there. You have my word on it. And, um, you know, and if if we deviate from that, then, you know, by all means, you know, leave again or sue us or whatever. I don't know. 
Well, I mean, you're just in that position where you've, you've got to communicate to CM Punk that what you're saying is what you're going to do. Because yeah. if there's no trust, he's not coming back, is it? No, not at all. So, I mean, because the other thing is, if, if Punk is not there, what they probably need to do is just have all the main stars on both shows. But then the problem with that becomes, so say you're um, Brian Danielson, for example, yeah. and you work every Wednesday. So you leave the, you leave home on Tuesday, you work on Wednesday, you fly home Thursday, and then once a, every couple of months you got a pay per view. That's a good schedule. But Great then all of a sudden, terrific schedule, and they've all got accustomed to it, haven't they? They love it. Yeah, well, that's but that but and and to their credit, that's what they signed up for. They sure. signed up for that. Whereas now, if it's like you need to leave home on a Tuesday, do the show on a Wednesday, do you fly home on Thursday and have a day at home, and then fly out on Friday again? to then do the show on Saturday and then come back on Sunday. Well, that's a lot of... Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, That's a big change to your work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it's, I mean, I know AEW isn't under enormous amount of pressure to make money because they've got so well resourced, but that's a huge expense as well, isn't it? Of flying these people around, putting them up, and just the rest of it. Yeah. And um, and also, it's just more work for everyone. I think it's going to cause morale to decline because people will just feel like they're being overworked and probably not underpaid because a lot of them are very well paid. And compared to WWE, it's still an easier schedule than that. But it's a hell of a lot more traveling and hours away from home than they've grown accustomed to over the last, however, well, four years they've been going, haven't they? Well, however many years people have been there. So it's a big change, isn't it? It's a big upheaval. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, you know, we sit here on Tuesday. Do you think do you think they're going to be able to get the deal done or do you think they were in trouble? I mean, I would think that, yes, Tony Khan should be able to sort this out. I think Punk does want to return, but it has to be on his terms. Um, and I think Tony Khan's got to concede this one. He's got to, you know, some CM Punk has got to, feel like that Tony's on his side and that Tony is is a man of his word and that when he says something's going to happen, it will happen. Um, I don't think there can be any more unpleasant surprises. Otherwise, I think Punk will just say, no, I'm, I'm not coming back to work. The problem, of course, with AEW is that they've spread the word that Punk is returning. I mean, not officially, but through various channels they have. 
So it's now baked in in people's minds that Punk is going to be the star of Collision. And if he's not part of Collision, who is going to be the star of the show? As you just said, Kenny, they're going to have to have the Dynamite crew working on Saturday as well, and that's going to cause problems. So I think they need to reach out to him. I imagine that will be happening. That needs to happen today. They need to reach an agreement. If I was Tony Khan, Kenny, I would drop everything and I would be flying to Chicago to speak to him directly to make sure that he's on board, they can make the announcement tomorrow, and all is right in the world. Because if Punk is not part of Collision, they are in deep trouble. Yeah, they are they are in big trouble if he is not on that show. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's you know because it should have been a big a big kind of positive week for them that you know this has happened. It's, bit, you know the new shows announced, CM Punk's coming back. You can have all your good press, but instead it's just more drama, more drama of off screen shenanigans. Exactly, um, and I'm sure right now that people are just there's all, all this uncertainty. You know, it's bad for locker locker room morale because if they don't know if he's returning or he's not returning, and does that mean that then we have to work Wednesdays and Saturdays? And I'm sure for some people there, that would it would actually prefer to work twice a week because it's more shows, more TV time, more matches. But the high up talent, you know, the experienced talent, um, this is not going to be a blessing. This is, you know, the people who don't need any experience. This is going to be you know, a burden to them, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think they need him. I think absolutely think they need Punk for this because, you know, they've, you know, they've they've communicated the message to us that he is going to be the main man on this show and he's going to return June seventeenth on the first episode. I don't envy Big TK yet again, um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see how it uh, how it pans out. Um, yeah. Listen, let's move on to SmackDown from this past Friday. Um, we obviously had a fair amount of uh, stuff with Roman Reigns, who was, who was at the show. Um, he was out there with uh, Solo and Paul Heyman. And then, you know, we have Sammy and Kevin Owens out, and Roman's trying to, you know, tell him how he feels. And then the Usos end up getting involved and kind of scuppering Roman's plans. And Roman looked very unhappy. Um, what did you make of this opening segment of uh, you know, the Usos basically coming and raining on Roman's parade and him being pretty annoyed about it? Yeah, I mean, it progressed, advanced the storyline. Um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens came out to interrupt um, Roman Reigns, Solo Skoa and Paul Heyman. Reigns told uh, Zayn that his only regret in his career was wasting time on Sami. Um, Zayn told Reigns he wasn't going to beat them at Night of Champions because they weren't as good. Roman and Solo Sokoa weren't as good as Zayn and Owens. Um, Zayn also said that Solo and Roman weren't as good as Jimmy and Jay. So, you know, Roman was somewhat taken aback by that, tried to laugh it off, you know, in his cool, calm way. But I think Zayn, you know, touched a nerve there with that comment. Um, And then moments later... As Reigns was about to continue his um, tirade and you know verbal attack on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, Jimmy and Jay suddenly rocked up, attacked Sami and Kevin Owens. Um, Jimmy and Jay thought that they would be praised, congratulated by Roman Reigns for this sneak attack 
on the tag team champs. And instead, Roman Reigns was furious. He was so mad that on the way out of the ring, he accidentally bumped into Solo. Solo was then upset with Roman, and there was like this tense, you know, tense sort of stare down, tense sort of um, angry sort of moment there between those two. And Roman stormed backstage, and then shortly uh, soon after that, we saw um, Roman, Solo, and Heyman along with Jimmy and Jay backstage in the Bloodline locker room. And Reigns was deeply vexed, furious. He gave a, a Jimmy and Jay furious tongue lash in and just sent them on the way. Threw them out of the locker room, threw them out of the dressing room, didn't he, Kenny? Yeah, not a happy man. But I mean, I think, I, like you say, it is progressing it. It's uh, it's giving us some story finally. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I saw this rumour that, you know, they might try and do... Uh, Roman and Solo against the Usos at Money in the Bank in London. Is that something you want to see? Is that a, a match that you would be something you'd want to see in London? Um, I mean, we we know we're, we know that match is going to take place. I'm convinced that Roman Roman and Solo are going to win the belts at Night of Champions. They really have to in order for this story to advance further, because with Roman and Solo as champs, that creates more friction, drives the wedge further between them and Jimmy and Jay. Um, And if Roman and Solo don't win, then that story kind of stalls. So they Roman and and Solo really have to win the belts at Night of Champions. Um, I don't know. Maybe that would be too soon for Jimmy and Jay to turn face. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I want to see it there. I mean, I guess it's still just, what is it, like six weeks off? Um... I know, maybe, maybe, maybe that would be. I mean, it would be a big match for the show. So yeah. I'd like to see the match take place there for the fans, and you know, because it would be, I think, a show enhancer. But maybe, maybe, but maybe it'd be too soon. I don't know. What do you think, Kenny? I think it would be a big match. I think it would be a big match. I think that the issue, the only issue with this is that kind of we've got all this storyline stuff happening, and we've got. The, the biggest champion on the show not really defending his belt anywhere because he's kind of defended against everybody. So yes, it's kind of, that's the broken part of the story is because, you know, on Slam on Thursday, we'll talk about the, the Cody and Brock stuff on Raw, which if, if that had the title involved could kind of be even better. But it feels like Roman's story that could happen with or without the belt. It doesn't, re- it doesn't really feel like it the, the belt doesn't really feel like it's even part of the, part of the story with him right now. The story is more him and the bloodline and them kind of falling apart, which felt like it would have been more likely had he lost, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, this was the reason why many of us thought that Roman Reigns would drop the belts to Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. And as you just laid it out there, Kenny, um, on paper, it would make more sense for Cody to be double champion and for Brock Lesnar to be behaving in the way he has been and targeting Cody in such a ferocious fashion. Um, and meanwhile, Roman, as the former champ, um, with Solo, uh, would have a greater you know, motivation to win the tag team belts, wouldn't he? Yeah. Because he'd lost the, the undisputed title to Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. So, it, yeah, it does feel a bit odd. And obviously, yeah, Roman's not defending that Knight of Champions. He's a challenger. So, I mean, I'm sure they've got a plan. I mean, I think it will make sense in the end. 
Uh, but at the moment, it does seem a bit odd, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does seem seem pretty odd. I I just think it kind of it's it's kind of the asterisk to this story being so good is that it just doesn't feel like the title really matters. Um, no, no. Well, it doesn't because it's not at stake, and he hasn't got any challenges for it. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask you about the, the in-ring debut of Pretty Deadly. They faced the Brawl and Brutus on the show. What did you make of their first uh, main roster match? Yeah, I thought it was okay. I mean, Deadly uh, won after spilt milk. Of course, they had to win here. But the long-suffering Butch and Ridge Holland. Um, I mean, these two can't catch a break, can they? I mean, Butch yeah. is such a talent in the ring. I mean, he's so good and he just loses to everyone. So I hope there's a reward waiting for him down the line. Um, but this was the right outcome for Pretty Deadly. Um, they obviously needed a win in their first TV match on SmackDown. Uh, I think they were a really good tag team. And they had a nice little uh, vignette beforehand in which they talked about what their strengths were and the charisma and the tag team ingenuity that they exuded. Um, so I think they're doing a good job getting the personalities over. Um, I really like them as a team. Um, they do tag team stuff, you know, and that's quite an underrated art, I feel. And a lot of teams in wrestling don't really do tag team stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that's that they do that's connected. Um, and it's hard to imagine pretty deadly as singles wrestlers. You feel like the tag team for keeps. And it's nice to see that. Um but yeah, I, th- I think they were a really good team. I think they got a lot of personality. I think they work the crowd well. Um, they know what to do and when. They don't do anything um, that they shouldn't do. And I like the way they're always in position. They're really good heels. They're always there to take the bump and to just be in the right spot at the right time. So I think they're going to do very well on the main roster. Um, elsewhere on SmackDown, we did see Grayson Waller on the show. He did. Uh, did his Grayson Waller effect chat show with AJ Styles, who obviously is now going to be going on to Night of Champions to face Seth Rollins. Um, what did you make of the segment? Was it a success? Did did Waller, uh, did he seem like he fit here? What did you think? I mean, it was a tough spot for Waller. I mean, this was a high pressure spot. Um, I mean, I think he, he's appeared backstage, is it once or twice? He hasn't had a match yet on SmackDown. Um, so we don't, you know, the main roster fans don't really know that much about him. And they put him out there with AJ Styles, who looked like he was struggling to remember his lines. I mean, AJ was, for a guy who's been doing this since, what, 99, 2000? He's been doing this for a very long time. And he just, AJ was really having difficulty, I think, communicating with Waller and really saying what he needed to say in the way he was supposed to say it. So this was a tough spot for Waller. And he was out there basically cold doing this chat show segment, which he has done really well in NXT, but that's a crowd that's familiar with him. And I also felt when he was in NXT, he had a lot more latitude and a lot of it was ad-libbed. And it was really good bouncing off people like Carmelo Hayes, you know, many other people uh, that he's worked with on the Grayson Waller effect. Here, it all just felt so kind of stilted like promos often do on the main roster because you know it's all scripted and he's there trying to remember everything that he's been told to say and he can't really ad lib and just go with the flow. So I thought he made the best of a very difficult segment and I bet Waller afterwards was wishing that he was in there with somebody who was 
uh, chattier than AJ Styles was. So uh, I thought Waller held his nerve well uh, under very difficult circumstances. What do you make of it, Kenny? Uh, I mean, I thought he did he did okay, but I mean, AJ was giving him nothing. I mean, he yeah. just wasn't, AJ wasn't playing ball here. And it's like when AJ's been put in this world title picture and if he doesn't seem to care, I mean, that kind of tells you everything you need to know. He, uh, yeah. he just doesn't seem to, to care. So why should we care? And then you get Grayson Waller trying to, you know, and he, this is Grayson Waller's, you know, time to try and get over and in front of a new audience. And yeah, just, I, I felt like AJ kind of let him down a little bit. Yeah, he did. And it's a shame because last year when Styles went to NXT, I remember that was like a turning point match for Waller. And I didn't really think that much to Waller until that match. And Styles just did so much for him. He beat him in the match. But that was a a big, big moment in Waller's career. So, yeah, I'm with you. I felt like Styles here on the main roster in this verbal, well, it wasn't even verbal jousting. That's what it should have been, shouldn't it? It was kind of like... It was just sort of verbal. I don't even know what it was. It was just kind of really mild and uninteresting and no fireworks. And there should have been drama and tension and it should have crackled. And instead, it was just kind of dull. I have no idea why Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson were not there because I thought I think they could have helped. I think they would have enhanced this segment had there been more people there. And I think AJ would have felt more comfortable if he'd had backup from Gallows and Anderson, who could have chimed in occasionally. I think they would have sensed they've been doing this long enough now. I think they would have recognised that the segment was failing and done something, you know, to prop it up. Um, But, uh, yeah, this... I'm hoping WWE reviews this segment and recognises the error of its ways and doesn't put Waller in this position again against... or, or. with someone like AJ Styles, who just seems bored to death. You know, I mean, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, this weekend he's in this huge match with Seth Rollins. Rollins has just been putting so much into making this world title seem valuable. And AJ's, on the contrary, is doing the reverse, isn't he? Yeah, it's just, it's just, I, I mean, again, I just don't understand why if, if AJ Styles is, is back and he's now in this position to finally do something, you know, he's in the world title match at a pay-per-view and then he's on this show here, just kind of... Just letting know. the side down, wasn't he, basically? Yeah, just letting the side down. Um, and then the last thing that SmackDown was going to ask you about was um, we did have the... Um, we, we had LA Knight kind of teaming with Rick Boogs, which obviously was just kind of a... He wasn't really going to be teamed with Rick Boogs, but for the purposes of this, he was against the Street Profits. Street Profits got the win by beating Boogs, and then afterwards, uh, LA Knight beats up Boogs. I mean, it feels like the crowd are just going to love LA Knight in spite of what he's doing, but I mean, do you get any vibes in the booking that they are actually planning to turn him babyface, or is it just a, are we are we pie-in-the-sky dreaming? <laughs> I mean... I, I mean, I want them to turn him babyface. The audience want WWE to turn him. He doesn't really need to do anything that different to be a babyface. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I really, I hope for the best, but I fear the worst with LA Knight because they're taking the sweet time about it. And he's managed to rebuild himself after that fiasco at Royal Rumble. 
and they need to harness this. They need to capitalize on it. Um, I mean, Street Profits versus LA Knight and Rick Boogs. Profits won as they should have done after Knight and Boogs crashed into each other. And then afterwards, Knight attacked Boogs. This is clearly going to lead to a match between Knight and Boogs. Um, I think let's just wait and see who wins that one, Kenny. Because if Boogs defeats Knight, then I'm going to be very pessimistic about his chances um, on SmackDown. And I really don't want to be. I want to be optimistic. I have been optimistic ever since he's been given a chance to, you know, recondition himself after the um, the pitch black um, shambles. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, Kenny. Um, I, I mean, I want to. I think Knight can be huge. You know, I think he can be a really, you know, big player in this company. And um, I, it will baffle me if they don't allow that to happen. It will just be, I think I will be really demoralized as well, Kenny. Demoralized. So just want to quickly mention as well, Alba, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn defeated uh, Valentina Perez and Ulyssa Leon um, in a quick match. I thought Fire and Dawn looked really good. I thought this was, you know, it's only short and sweet, but I thought they were presented as, you know, really competent tag team with big characters. So I thought that was a, a, a good little spot for them on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's, it's, a, it's a slow start for them, but, you know, you don't always need to in the first week be the biggest stars in the show. So it, it was solid. Um, we are going to kind of leave it there, though. We are going to be back on Thursday for Power Slam, um, where we will talk about Raw. And we'll talk about some news and all that other stuff. So um, until then, then, by the time people uh, listen to Power Slam, the new issue of Inside the Rotos magazine will be out. Indeed, yeah. yes. We're going to on the cover. So uh, please check that one out. Yeah, issue 33 will be will be out. So we hope you'll check that out. Um, and yeah, we'll be back on Thursday for Power Slam over on Patreon. Patreon is the best place you can directly support us doing podcasts. So patreon.com forward slash inside the ropes. So thank you very much for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.